like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Lydia Christensen moved through the narrow streets and down the stairs to her basement room quickly. It was now dark, and the streets of Jerusalem were not safe in 1928. She was clutching close to her a small bundle, a little baby girl wrapped in a coarse black shawl. Lydia entered the dark, damp room and laid the baby on her bed while she lit a lamp and then moved to make the child a makeshift bed out of a trunk Lydia kept by the window. She wrapped the child in her own sweater and laid her down in the trunk. The baby's name was Tikva. She was just over a year old but only looked half that age. She was dying of a fever. Her yellow skin stretched over her cheeks and her dark eyes sunk in her little head. Lydia had only been in Jerusalem for a short time. She was Danish by birth and from a very well-to-do family. She had a wonderful life ahead of her. She was a very successful teacher and had a distinguished gentleman that wanted to marry her. Her life ahead of her was secured, but something was wrong. There was a longing, an unanswered feeling in her soul. She felt there was something more than the life that was ahead of her, but she didn't know what it was or even where to find it. But God knew. He was the one that put the longing there. As Lydia searched, she was led to her Bible, something that she had never read seriously, and that first encounter with it found these words, Ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find. Lydia found Jesus that day. He actually appeared to her, and she found what she was longing for. And now God had led her all the way to Jerusalem, a land so different from hers. This was Palestine in 1928. Jerusalem was a dangerous city at this time in conflict and ruled by the British. And now she had taken in a baby, a woman that knew nothing about babies. But God's plan for her was just beginning. What was Lydia to do? She had only 86 cents to her name and the baby needed supplies but Lydia couldn't leave her. So Lydia laid in her own bed and just prayed. The child made it through the night, but it looked even worse in the morning and was still racked with a fever. Early before dawn, a friend of Lydia's came to her door and Lydia let her in. Nijma said, excuse me for coming so early, but the Lord woke me up before dawn and told me to bring you this. And she put two dollars in Lydia's hands. Lydia looked at her friend. Do you remember that sick baby we talked about yesterday? The one that the man and wife could no longer care for. The baby that was dying. Her friend answered, of course. Are you going to take her in? Lydia replied, I have taken her. She's here. But she's so weak. If only the fever would break. Lydia's friend spoke to her again. Miss Christensen. Our Lord told us that if two of us would agree together about anything for which we ask, it would be done for us. 
Let us join our faith together at this very moment and ask God to break the power of the fever. They did. By taking turns, pleaded with God to spare the life of the child. Then as soon as the shops opened, Lydia left the baby with her friend and went for supplies. When she returned to her room, there were three friends there. And as they were recounting the events of the previous evening, one of the women called out, Lydia, look at the baby. There, still in the trunk, wringing wet with perspiration, was the baby. The fever had broken. Titva will live. That was the beginning for Lydia. We know her as Lydia Prince. She became a mother to many in Israel, to both Jew and Arab and others. There is a book about her life. I highly recommend it. It's titled, An Appointment in Jerusalem. Lydia was a dear and personal friend to Doyle Davidson, the president of this ministry. Doyle, Lydia, and her husband, Derek Prince, were in a store that was between Hebron and Jerusalem when she told Doyle an amazing thing. She said, Doyle, God has done more in your life in five years than any other man I have ever met. Lydia is with Jesus today, but her children are still here. I have a great song for this. Come, let us worship the King, done here by Kathy and Terry Mai. Let it minister to you, the power behind it, as it plays. <laughs>
that you hear on my programs is available for free download at my website. And my website's really easy, www.kd, that's what everybody calls me here, kdwol.com. That's kdwol, for water of life, dot com. You'll find all the music there. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. Let the power of my Lord be great. Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. I'd like you to turn with me to Luke 24. I'm going to read verse 44, and this is Jesus speaking. And this was after Jesus was raised from the dead, and he's speaking to his disciples. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled that are written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Jesus knew that all through the Bible, beginning in Genesis, it was talked about him. And if you'll go with me to Acts 3, I'm going to begin in verse 21. And this is Peter speaking about Jesus after his resurrection. He said, whom the heaven must receive, Jesus, until the times of restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. That gospel has been spoken of since the world began. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up of your brethren like unto me. Him shall you hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which shall not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yea, and look at this, and all the prophets... From Samuel and those that followed after, as many have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days, the days of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And 25, you are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, look at that, saying unto Abraham, and in thy seed, shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. In thy seed, all the kindreds of the earth, that includes you and I, shall be blessed. I want us to go back to Genesis, and I want us to go to chapter 18. We're going to look at this account of Abraham and God. This is an amazing passage of Scripture, and in it, 
you are going to find the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Chapter 22, verse 1. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham, that word is test, and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here am I. And he said, Take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest. Let's look at that. Whom thou lovest. And get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And you know what Abraham did? The next verse. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and he saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and clave wood for the burnt offering. Notice, Abraham claved the wood for the burnt offering. Cut the wood knowing what he was going to do with it. I want you to consider Abraham and Isaac in this situation. And clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went into the place which God had told him. Now look, then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Three days, Abraham knew he was going to the place where he was going to sacrifice his son, the son he loved. Three days he traveled knowing this in his heart. And on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide you here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on his son Isaac. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And they went both of them together, Abraham and Isaac walking together. And Isaac spoke unto Abraham, his father, and he said, My father. And Abraham said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham heard his son ask him that question. Father, where is the offering? And look what Abraham replied. He said, My son, my son. He said, God will provide himself a lamb. God will provide himself a lamb. Who was speaking here? Abraham, the prophet. This was Abraham, our father of faith. What did this prophet say? He said, God will provide himself a lamb. For a burnt offering. And so they went both of them together. Now look at this next passage. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there. And he laid the wood in order. And he bound his son Isaac. And he laid him on the altar upon the wood. Consider here Isaac. I want you to consider Isaac. You see in this passage, there, there is not written any great wrestling match between Abraham and his son and Abraham trying to get this boy on the altar. There was no wrestling match here. He bound his son and he laid him on the altar. And Isaac laid there. Isaac laid there. 
Do you see the love between a father and a son and God? Do you see the love of God between a father and son? Isaac lay on the altar. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes, and behold, there behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the place Jehovah-Jireh, which is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And notice verse 15. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time. And said, by myself I have sworn, saith the Lord. By myself I have sworn, saith the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies." In verse 18, this is where we were. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. Because of Abraham's act, God said, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Do you know that you and I are blessed in Isaac? Now, I have found something wonderful about my father in heaven. And yes, he is my father. My father will never require you to do something that he himself will not do. He will never require you to do something that he himself will not do. Now, I'm going to read you a verse in James. James 2.23. I'm just going to read it. It says, And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. If you listen, he was called the friend of God. Abraham was called the friend of God. And like I said, God would never require you to do anything that he himself will not do. Now, turn with me to John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He required that of Abraham, but he knew he was going to do the same thing. He was going to do the same thing. That God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God did the same thing with his son. He gave us Jesus, and he gave us Jesus as an offering, an offering for us, a sacrifice in our place that our sins, our iniquities would be forgiven, that our sicknesses, our diseases would be healed, that our prosperity 
would be bought, that we would have welfare, peace with God. He gave his only begotten son. And not only that, I want to share one last thing with you, and that is in John 12. This is an amazing passage, and this is Jesus speaking. Remember Isaac who laid on, the, laid on that altar? I want to read you something that Jesus said I think is remarkable and just ministers much to me. John 12, 27, this is Jesus speaking, and he's speaking to the disciples and the people. He said, now is my soul troubled. My soul's troubled. My soul is troubled. Why was Jesus' soul troubled? Because he was on his way to the cross. He was on his way to sacrifice himself for us. He knew what was ahead of him. He had spoken of it since the beginning of his ministry. He knew he was on his way to be crucified. Not just die, but die the death, the crucifixion. He knew he was there. So what does he say to, these, to his disciples? Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? Jesus said, what should I say? Father, save me for this hour? And look at the next thing he said. Look at the next thing he said. He said, but for this cause came I unto this hour. For this cause came I to this hour. Jesus knew. He said, for this cause. He said, my soul's troubled. What shall I say? Save me from this hour? But no, for this cause came I unto this hour. And you know what Jesus did next? He went to the cross. He went to the cross. He humbled himself, obeyed his father, and he went to, went to the cross. And who did he go to the cross for? He not only went to the cross for us. He went to the cross for his father. He went to the cross for his father. It was the Father's will that Jesus died for us, and Jesus went to the cross for his Father. Do you see the love between those two? Do you see the love between the Father and the Son? Jesus went to the cross for the Father, and you know what it did? It bought yours and my redemption. It bought our justification. It bought our forgiveness. It bought our sanctification. It bought our eternal life. And that life is available to you. Jesus said you must be born again. That's why Jesus came. So that you and I could be born again. So that you and I could be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So you and I could walk like Jesus walked. He said you must be born again. I have a song here. It is done by the Brown Brothers. It's Eternal River. While that song is playing, if you are not born again, I want you to ask Jesus by calling on his name into your life so that you can be born again also, so that the things that Jesus bought for you will become manifest in your life. The beginning of time, the spring began to flow in a garden he called Eden, where man and wife abode. 
But the stream was downed by wife and man. Sin brought it to an end. It would take a life most precious to bring the flow again. There's a river flowing from God's throne. It flows eternally. Flowing with His love for you and me. Righteousness in me. In time, the spring would wind its way through a garden by a hill where the Son of Man was lifted up to obey his Father's will. And he rose again triumphant, the truth for all to know. And in an upper room, the faithful felt the river. For the healing of the nations There's a river flowing from God's throne It flows eternally Flowing with His love for you and me Perfecting holy righteousness in me There's a river flowing from God's throne flows eternally, flowing with His love for you and me, perfecting holy righteousness in me. There's a river flowing from God's throne, it flows eternally, flowing with His love for you and me. Righteousness in me. There's a river flowing from God's throne. It flows eternally, flowing with His love for you and me. Perfecting holy righteousness in me. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the musicians from Water of Life Church. She'd love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, at KathyDavidsonWOL.com. That's W-O-L for Water of Life. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, P.O. Box 861327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kathydavidsonwl.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.